What's up, everybody? It's your host, Brooke Saborin, a.k.a. Your Girl Middle Child Lives, and this week on the pod, I interviewed Mer Winter. I would consider Mer a lifestyle YouTuber. She's really new to the game, and she is crushing it so far. She is all things relatable of being in your 20s. Mer talks all about being a new mother and being in a young marriage. She covers big milestones in life, and she has a lot of wisdom, and I can't wait for you guys to listen and hear what she has to say. So without further ado, here's Mer. So now I am joined by Mer, a.k.a. Miranda. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, hey. (laughs) And I am so excited to have you here today. What the audience doesn't know is that we actually know each other. And I've known you for quite a few years because you're friends with my sister, Bridget. Shout out, Bridge. Yes. Actually, we were in math class together, you and I. And then I found (gasps) out Bridget was your sister. So true. Oh my gosh. Except <laughs> I'm going to be honest. All right. So audience doesn't know, but we went to college together actually. Yes. And yes, I actually didn't know if that math class was before or after we it met. It was before. I totally, I totally knew who you were anyway. Because <laughs> you have like such a, like a loud personality. Like it's hard not to know who you are. And you would always like speak up in class and like be so nice to everybody. <laughs> You were so nice too, though. You were such an, you were like one of my like first people I really like felt comfortable with in one of my first college classes. And that's how I remember it was math class because um, oh. we, we connected really well. And then I bumped into Bridget. I don't know how I exactly met her, but I was like, hold up. Aren't you in my math class? Because you and Bridget literally look alike. But anyhow, that's besides the point. <laughs> you thought she was me yes i was so confused i'm like do you have a twin but (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny i feel like it's always me and my sister brit always get like confused and then me and bridget i wonder if they get confused too like people get confused between the two of them too because yeah I swear, everybody thinks we're all identical, even you though are. I don't see it. You are. You all look alike. Like, I know your siblings, so. <laughs> so true, I guess. You're right. We are siblings. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I have Mer on today because she has a YouTube channel, and it's actually pretty new yeah do you want to tell the audience a little bit about the channel by the way loving it so far (laughs) yeah so i have been wanting to do youtube do a youtube channel honestly since vine was a thing um i just was like super nervous to start it out and i don't know it's always like where do i start how do i start like what does this look like and i just decided one day um out of the blue out of the whim that i'm gonna fulfill this desire that i've wanted to do and i've done it i haven't necessarily done it perfectly i've learned along the way of only having i think what three or four videos out there but each video i've learned something new and it's been really exciting just to 
um, introduce myself to new people. And so like uh, Brooke said, I'm a people person. I'm super extrovert. So really with my channel, um, so far I've talked about motherhood, finding out I was pregnant, and then mine and my husband's story. And so my YouTube channel, I've just really wanted it just to be this platform where I'm interacting with other people, with other women more specifically. But hey, if men want to join, come on in. You can listen to the conversation. They can yeah, learn something too. Learn. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's exactly just what I want to do is I just want to encourage people. I want to share my story and hopefully um, someone can learn from my story and my experiences, um, you know, the things that I went through. So that's really just my heart behind it. And just to make connections again, love connecting with people. Mm -hmm. And um, speaking of like helping people learn by your experiences. So the one video that you put out that was like your packing list video. Yes. I was about to send it to my sister Bridget, which again, <laughs> shout out Bridge. She's having a baby soon. Yes. And I was like about to send it to her, but I saw that she had already commented on your video. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love it. So uh, we will get into the interview, but I always like to start out with a little bit of a game. Ooh. So I did new parent trivia for you. Oh, goodness. And I have five, six questions, I think. So okay. Bring on the trivia. The, the pressure's on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My first question is, and I don't even think these are going to be easy, by the way. <laughs> Great. <laughs> How many diapers does a baby go through in their first year? Oh, goodness. So, well, I guess it depends on how frequently you change the baby's diaper, right? So, um, so true. I would say, okay, eight to 10, probably a day, um, times that by 365. Gosh, that's a lot of diapers. So I'm going to say 4,000. <gasps> Whoa, that is such a big, okay. So it's not that many, but that's a good guess. It's a good guess. <gasps> How many is it's, it? It's between two to or two thousand to twenty two hundred. Okay, okay. Yeah. But that is a pretty good guess, I would say. You did the math. <laughs> I, I tried. I should have I should have done the low ball. I should have done like three thousand. <laughs> In between one and ten thousand. Right. Final answer. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Play it safe. All right. Next question. This one is, I just put it in for the shock factor. <laughs> what is the weight of the biggest baby ever born? Oh my gosh. Well, you're talking to somebody who has a little peanut. She's in the second percentile as a seven month old. Yeah. Whoa. And she came baby, on her, baby. she came on her due date. So the fact that she's that small, like, you know, she's just a little peanut. So I'm trying to think, um, you said when they were born, yes um it's shock it's shocking i'm gonna say 10 pounds two ounces girl <laughs> oh no 22 <gasps> pounds eight ounces no. <laughs> that was a c-section there's no way i'm gonna have to look that up but i mean that is that's oh right. Gosh. I put it in for the shock factor. You are shocked. 22 pounds? 
Oh, heck yeah. nah. Heck, that's when you say you can just return. You can return back. You ain't coming out. I'm sorry. That. <laughs> and stay in. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. Uh, okay. Next question is, how long do newborns sleep on average in 24 hours? 16 to 18 hours. No, no, no. That's not my final answer. That's not my final answer. Um, I'm going to say 20. 20 hours. Oh, my gosh. Adelie treated you right. (laughs) Oh, no. 14 to 17. Oh, I should have counted at 16 to 18. Dang it. No, the way that now we know Adelie did a good job of sleeping (laughs) as a newborn. (laughs) She did okay. She actually did. As a newborn, she slept pretty well. Okay, that's good, because that can be huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're not lying. It helped a lot. I can't say she sleeps great now, but it was great in the newborn stage. So, with the stage where you were still easing in, anyway. <laughs> yeah, right now, it's settled in that this is reality and this is my life until she's out of the house. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're funny all right so next question is when do babies cry the most when not during the day but like uh at their age like what how many weeks oh it's weeks what's the like time can i get a time frame or no i just it's is it newborn is it it's pretty newborn yeah okay okay the most that they cry, I would say um, two weeks. Uh, it says six to eight weeks. Ugh, I was going to say three to six. I should have. But I just feel like, you know, they've like adjusted to life for a couple weeks and then they're like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm done. But 68 would make sense because like. Well, I wonder if it has something to do with like a lot of moms transition back to work after six weeks. So there's a lot of like transition and like postpartum postpartum is typically the zero to six week mark. So I wonder if that has something to do with it. But Hmm. anyhow, good call. I was thinking you would know probably better than me, but I was thinking like maybe at that point they are developing a sense of like okay when i cry i get what i need so now i'm gonna start crying when i need something I don't yeah know, but that's yeah that's goes. that's true too and i think i guess it all really depends yeah like if you're responding to your baby's cry and at that age when they're younger you do want to respond to their cry but anyhow yeah that's interesting i wonder Hmm. I'm going to look that up. It'll be at the end of the episode. <laughs> okay, yes. Logan and I will definitely make sure we all know the answer. Right, yeah. <laughs> all right, this is the last uh, question for the trivia. Oh. And this one's all about you. How much sleep do parents of newborns get on average per night? <laughs> oh, gosh. Newborn? Yeah, zero. Um <laughs> <laughs> I just remember checking the monitor like even if she was sleeping like 
she'd make any well not even the monitor she was in our room with us um because we co-slept with her and so with her in a bassinet next to the bed though there were there were nights where she ended up in our bed i'm not gonna lie to you um but uh what was i gonna say she i'm always i was always checking her to make sure that she was like okay or if she'd make like one like noise i'd be like is she up so i'm gonna say on average with a newborn probably two to four hours Oh my goodness, really? Okay, so is the that answer right? that I have, no, the answer I have is between five and six hours, which uh-uh. did seem like a lot. No, there seemed... is no way that a new parent is getting five to six hours. If they are, they're oversleeping. They are oversleeping. Ain't no way. <laughs> Ain't no way. <laughs> who, who did That's the answers stupid. to this? Who filled That's out this survey? <laughs> no, you're right. I got to double check on that one. <laughs> We gotta double check. I gotta go out and survey the the world of parents like myself to get this real answer. <laughs> I'm like, if you're getting five to six hours, like that's that's crazy. That's what I'm getting now, and and I'm like, wow, I got so much sleep last night. It's like that's I calculate so it, and I only get like six. Well, six or seven. Five is like that's kind of a rough night, but you know, that's even me waking up throughout the night, you know, every couple of hours or whatever. So that is insane. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm going to double check. On <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think I got most of those answers, right. It's just whoever gave the answer they you know, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You're like, I'm literally an expert. Yeah. I'm literally a mom. So <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh too funny all right so are you ready to get into the interview let's get into this okay um and for the audience that does not know the struggle that we just went through it took us like seriously <laughs> well so long getting this interview set up so yeah yeah let's get into it <laughs> we had recording issues uh-uh yeah okay. we, we said are we even meant to do this but here we are we're doing it and we're having fun yeah. so <laughs> mm-hmm. all right so first i do want to compliment you on your channel i know i said before i was loving it but seriously i love the way that you tell your stories and like I don't know I it does not seem rehearsed at all but I wonder like is it like are you do you have like a little powerpoint behind the, the camera like <laughs> that is so funny yeah like I have it on like the tv so like where I set up I set up in the living room and so the tv is like facing me so you know I have like all of my spiel no or like you know like have it all typed out that would be crazy no I am like I I'm an on the spot kind of person if I rehearse anything then it doesn't come out authentic and that that's a big part of my channel too is I want to be authentic and I want to be vulnerable and so I don't I don't rehearse however I will write down some points if I really want to talk about it my packing list video for example there were things I really wanted to share so I had a list that I was going off of but as far as where that direction was going or where I was taking that I just honestly I just I set station up in my living room and then I press play and then I kind of will edit things out but I try to like not edit as much because again, I want it to feel like it's a real, it's a real conversation that I'm, I'm talking with mm-hmm. people in real life. So, no, I don't, I don't necessarily rehearse um, my videos prior to. Okay, because 
the story just like flows, you know, and it just goes from start to end. And I could never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I, it's funny because, yeah, there's times where and I think with a lot of what I've talked about, it's kind of allowed that to happen naturally. So like John and I's story. Well, of course, I'm going to talk from beginning to end, you know, but I yeah. And and as I'm recording, there's things yeah where I'm like, oh, I want to actually go this direction. And so I'll cut that out or or I'll start over. But yeah, if I were to, like I said, if I were to rehearse it, it would, you would be able to tell because I would be so like straight faced and I'd be like, man, 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 because like, I'm trying to like say what I've rehearsed. So. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> so I'm glad that you brought it up though, about, um, the story of you and John meeting. And, um, I love it was so entertaining, by the way. If you haven't seen it already, watch it, please. I love, I just love the story of how people met. And I was just wondering, since they're like a couple of like, everybody has like embarrassing little moments in their meeting story, right? And um, you mentioned that you were like, oh, I don't know if I want our friends to know that we are like going on a date and stuff. And I just I'm wondering if you and John told that story, would they match perfectly? Or do you guys have differences? <laughs> That's funny. It would definitely not match. Um, my perspective and John's perspective, even from when we met. So like when I met John um, at that conference, and I was like, I was asking him, I asked him like right away, like, oh, what's your name? And what's your story? He like thought I was so weird. So like, to me, I was like, oh, he's attractive. And but John was like, she is weird. And like, why is she trying to have this conversation with me? You know? And then like, as I'm like thinking, as we're going throughout like our friendship and like us having this streak and stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh, like he must like me. He must think I'm cute. And he was just kind of like, oh, like you're a good friend to talk to. And I'm like, really? So, you know, it's, you know, the men's brain, sorry, no offense to the men out there listening, but it's like, sometimes those wires just don't be connected. And it's like, seriously, like, do you think I use the smiley emoji for anybody? No, I know I said that. I said that in my, in my video, but seriously, it's like, you use all these emojis. It's like, you think I'm using this smirky face on anybody? Like, no boy, this is for you. <laughs> You are cracking me up. My face is hurting right now. <laughs> my cheeks need a rest. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're cracking up. No, for real on that. For real. It's like they just don't the know. The you hints. Know? The hints. <laughs> yeah and so oh, you are so funny and so yeah our stories definitely don't align if i were to ask him and honestly and he does not tell he's a man of very few words okay so i like i don't know i think that video is what like 15 maybe 30 minutes long he would tell our story in probably two to five minutes <laughs> so you know like he with the details he probably doesn't even remember half the details so which again, so be it. <laughs> uh, you're funny. So if Lo Logan and I both are like storytellers, so if we both get <laughs> on the same story we're telling together, it will go on for a I love time. that. I love that. <laughs> oh, too funny. <laughs> uh, okay, so 
I don't really want to get into the YouTube stuff just yet. I want to talk more about like your family life and stuff because, you know, it's um, like the basis of your channel. And I just love how open you are and honest you are. And just like you're a bright shining light on (laughs) like just the subject. So I first what I am first wondering about what it is like being a first time mother from like finding out you're you were pregnant to now because I did see I saw and loved your video on Instagram of like you telling all of your friends I watched that probably like four times (laughs) (laughs) I loved it it was so good so from then until now okay so let's just say John and I when we hit our one year mark we were kind of like Okay, one year mark of being married, I should say. Um, okay. When we had first gotten married, we were like, oh, let's wait three to five years to have kids, you know, have a house, different things like that. When the one year mark hit, we were kind of like, okay, well, maybe we like would reconsider like at the two year mark, you know? Well, a couple months later, a little something happened. And where it's like approaching um, Thanksgiving, you know? And then. I kind of had a feeling I was pregnant because I kind of felt like, well, I hadn't got my period and I was like, okay, something's not right. You know? So I just felt off. Yeah. The reason why that video on Instagram even exists is because those friends are the ones that it literally forced me to get a test. I did not want to get a test, but they like dragged me to Walgreens around the corner. You know, I'm like, You're I'm like, in denial. I was, well, and I wasn't trying to spend $20 on a pregnancy test. I'm like, I'm going to find out one way or, the, or another. I don't need a test to tell me. <laughs> and they were like, no, you need to know. So I was like, okay, fine. So I go to Walgreens, spend 20 bucks on two tests or whatever, and come back. And that's, yeah. And so finding out that I was pregnant to now, like, it is just so crazy how like I've come to a place of being so comfortable as a mom because I had no idea what it was like and it was exciting. Honestly, I I didn't have a whole lot of fear. I I was really excited. Um, I had tears of happiness, of of joy, finding out that we were going to have a baby and then finding out we were going to have a girl. And and John was so excited throughout the whole, whole journey, which made it so much easier because you know, having a partner who's supportive of me and supportive of us having a family, like that's what I wanted. I didn't want him to be like, oh gosh, you're kidding me. Like we're pregnant. Like this is horrible. You know, like that, that would have really, you know, turned things upside down. But from the beginning, he was like, let's do this. I'm so excited. We're ready for this. And so, yeah. So I really just like took on that title of being a mom. And in the moment that I gave birth to Adelie, it just clicked. And, and I've just really stepped into this grace, into this calling of being a mom. And, and it's been, it's been something I, I couldn't even have imagined it being, you know, and, and it's so hard to explain and to fathom until you become a mom yourself, you know, or, or you have a child, you know, Brooke, I know you nanny a little bit, you know, where you have a child that you're taking care of from beginning to end or, you know, and so being able to see them grow and do new things and, um, and try out new skills and, and seeing how they light up when they see your face, you know, those are the things that I live for as a mom and, and Adelie, 
her being seven months um, just this month, actually, it's been so exciting because she's just been every day it's something new. You know, she's reaching out for me to hold her or she's crawling to us. You know, it's these things that it's just I just can't explain it. It's it just gives me so much joy as a mom, you know, and, and I love every part of it. I love our family and our family is continuing to grow. Actually, um, shout out. I'm going to do a a big announcement here. We actually are pregnant with our second child. Um, So we're just, we're just excited. We're embracing the season that we are as parents and we're embracing the no sleep for life, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For real. You're like, well, who needs a bed anyway? (laughs) (laughs) Who needs space? (laughs) Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Too funny. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Thanks. To you and John. John, congrats if you're listening, which I know you are. you got to hear your boo on the pod. <laughs> so that is super, super exciting for you and John. And also just a little teeny baby heads up for (laughs) next time I guess (laughs) the at Walmart they sell pregnancy tests for like 87 cents okay so yeah you know and that's where we should have went was Walmart but I guess it was like an emergency like I had to get tested and Walgreens was the closest option which yeah it's a bit ridiculous 20 bucks I'm like seriously it is a bit much. I will give you that. I it's like, you know what you could that. do with 20 bucks? You could do a lot with 20 bucks. So, so <laughs> You're too funny. Okay, so um, you talked just now a little bit about um, how you really just embraced being a mom. Like, just the second it happened, you're like, I'm a mom now. Like, this is... In, they say like a certain kind of instinct kicks in and like you just I mean actually what they say is when you that you hold your baby for the first time it's like no other feeling in the whole universe mm-hmm. which I'm sure you can attest to. oh yes before I even go on can you try to describe the feeling I love it oh my gosh <laughs> so when it literally took me less than five minutes for Adelie to enter into the world, as you will say, as I will say. And so um, (laughs) she, the nurses, the doctor put her on my chest and my first immediate thought was, okay, she is quite disgusting looking. Like she had like stuff all over her. And I was like, oh gosh, like I, I was like, in for a split second, that's what went through my head. It was like, ew, okay, that's a bit disgusting. Yeah, I'm like, uh, clean her. Right, I'm like, hold up, you just threw her on my chest. (laughs) Which is so horrible. But that, like I said, that was a split second. And then immediately I just started, my face hurts again. <laughs> but seriously, and then immediately after, I just started sobbing. Like, I was just, like, ugly girl crying. <laughs> and just, like, wow. taking it in that, like, I... This living child, this baby girl who we named Adelie, um, that I have put a personality to her. I've tried to put a look to her and... I built her nursery, you know, John and I, and and we're picturing what she looks like and her growing in my belly, but it's like, 
she's in my belly i can't see her i can see ultrasounds and stuff but it's it's mm -hmm. so it's one thing of of that being pregnant and then it's another of just like holy cow this is my baby and so yeah i i was sobbing i i i was just like breathless like i just i just could not believe that all of that led up to this moment and yeah it was amazing there's nothing like it and honestly it felt so easy it was just like bam she's here there she is on my chest and then it's like now i have to take care of her like now john and i are just like entered into parenthood you know it felt so yeah. fast it felt like okay here we are now we've got to run this race you know and so it it was it was amazing it i like yeah there's not even words like amazing is all that's coming to mind but it's like there's not yeah. words to describe it you know mm -hmm. so yeah wow and then where where i was going with that before was i wanted to know like how do you think that that has shifted your identity going from like non-parent to parent and i know that you can't really speak for john but like i'm curious like for both of you yeah i can try to speak in into it for john but we'll see he might be commenting on this later <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i am one who i'm i'm a pretty independent person john and i i love him as my as my partner as my best friend my husband but we we can function independently you know well maybe inter interdependently you know where we are dependent on each other but we also can be can be alone and apart and so um when it came to me before Adelie, i you know john and i we would go hang out with friends we'd stay up late we'd sacrifice sleep um you know different things like that and then and i am one who i prioritize my friends and my family i will do anything for my friends and my family even when it comes to just having a night to hang out or having another moment together where we're connecting and we're laughing and we're bonding and so from going to that to this child needs a bedtime this child needs to be fed and nourished this child you know it's no longer about me but it's about this other this other person who i'm now taking care of and so it was heavy i mean i remember the first few weeks and and there's still days um there's still nights where i just need to cry i just need to let it cry out um because it, it can feel like a lot it can feel like a weighty thing you know john as a dad he there's only so much he can do you know and and with me breastfeeding i'm still nursing and so adelie you know when she wakes up in the middle of the night i'm sorry but she don't want dad she wants mom you know and so it it was a lot and, and it was very draining and, and it took a lot of me but i realized that in order for me to um to to love her well I needed to have my cup filled. I, I and I did. I needed to take care of myself. And so during the day, I, I made sure that I was mindful of of that and and took naps when she napped or would reach out to a friend, a family member, or if John was home and would say, "Hey, like, can you just watch her? Like, I just fed her, but I just need some time to myself." And so, 
-hmm. being able to learn you know new boundaries as a mom you know i I knew my boundaries before and, and my limits before but now as a mom like what are these limits what are these boundaries what are those looking like and so really having to learn that and and then also knowing the flexibility in that i think sometimes um us as moms can get caught up and dads can get caught up in a rhythm in a routine in a structure and that it has to look that way and i've never wanted that for adelie either you know i wanted her to be flexible i want her to be able to um you know be able to live within this structure but also if if she's taken away from that structure her whole life isn't crumbling you know she can she can still um live outside of that structure and so she and and maybe it's just that we've been blessed with her as a first baby because she's made that really easy but um but yeah and so i guess you know it, the first time i went out without her i remember it was a wedding that we had went to um here in town and my mom watched her and i remember getting anxious during that car ride of okay i don't have adelie with me everyone's gonna be like everyone's gonna see me but they're not gonna see my baby and they're not gonna maybe they're not gonna know that i have a baby and i was kind of having this identity issue a little bit and then that's when i realized mm. like you know, like, okay, I need to like, not put like Adelie, I love her. She's my baby and I will take care of her, um, as best as I can, but Adelie is not my identity. And so in that moment, I had to realize that and kind of conquer some of that of knowing I am still my own person outside of Adelie. Um, she definitely helps make up my identity as I'm a mom, but me being a mom isn't for me, you know, because of where I come from with my faith background, being a mom, isn't my, isn't the first thing, you know, or in, even being a wife, isn't the first thing, you know, those are things that help make up my identity, but they're not my identity. And so I had to kind of, um, learn and, and, um, come to a place where I had an understanding of that for myself. It's different for everybody, but yeah, that's, it's definitely like, it's an interesting thing that, I mean, I haven't personally gone through, but it sounds like a very interesting time to navigate that your life has just shifted all of a sudden and you have yep. to decide like, okay, where do I fit in all of this? Yep. Yeah. Cause again, when you're taking care of someone else, you know, it's like, for example, um, I, when I would make food, I, every time I made dinner, I kid you not, Adelie would start crying because she was ready to eat. So there were a lot of meals where I ate them cold, you know, or had to rewarm it up or, you know, whatever. Or there were mornings where I didn't brush my teeth. I hadn't showered in days, you know, and, and so there, I did have to sacrifice a lot in that but there were also moments where it's like, okay, when I do have that time, am I maximizing that time for myself? You know, when she's laying down for a nap, am I cleaning the house or am I taking care of myself? You know, and, and yes, cleaning the house and, and doing things around the house does help my mental health a lot. But are those things that my husband can do when he gets home? Like, do I have to do that right this second? And so again, figuring out those things and learning those things. And I think too, setting yourself up well, you know, I remember even during pregnancy, there was a lot of things that I wasn't able to do the more that I was pregnant because it was harder to get around or I was exhausted and I was tired. So I started to kind of create some of those habits that would look maybe similar to when I had a baby, you know? So for example, before even having a family, before even being pregnant, I would deep clean the house all in one sitting. 
So it would take me like four or five hours, you know, and, and the house would be clean and then I wouldn't do it for another week or two. Well, I with with being pregnant, I started to pick up this new habit of why don't I clean one area a day or one area every couple of days, you know, or reset the home every night. And so those were things that were realistic for me that now with being with having Adelie, that's something that I do. And that's tangible for me. I can push around a vacuum and that be the one thing that I do for the day or reset the, the living room and the kitchen. And that way, when I wake up in the morning, it, it's refreshing, you know, something simple like that. And, and, being able to really grow within what that looks like for our family. And then also asking John when I need help. Yes, men may not always do it, or maybe women, you know, maybe, maybe you're the man and you're the one that does all the cleaning and you don't like how your spouse does it or your significant other, but you do have to, they have to learn somehow. And that's something that I've learned with John. If I don't let him do it, he's not learning. And so the beginning of our marriage, I remember the bathroom was like the biggest issue because I had a certain way that I wanted it done. And I've like now, because I've kind of let him do it. And, and we've had conversations where I'm like, Hey, I would prefer for you to do it like this or prefer for you to do this. Now I have, he has no issue doing the bathroom. I trust him with cleaning the bathroom, you know, same with the dishes. So again, it's giving away some of that control. So that way you can, you can still live in, in, and take care of yourself when, when you're able to. Um, <laughs> that was too funny. I know that, that you said so much and I'm of course commenting on <laughs> this, but that is so funny about the bathroom thing because I feel like I have lived the same experience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are. Yes. Funny. But yeah. So props to you for like, it sounds like you have like a really good understanding of like what you're, what you want and like how you've been able to like see the bigger picture of what's going on and like take that time for yourself because mm -hmm. yeah, sometimes we can all forget to take that time for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm sure we're all guilty of it, but yeah. it's very important because nobody's getting anything from you if you're not getting anything yep. from you. Yep, that's good. Mm -hmm. So something that I feel like a lot of online creators have to navigate is like what is for the public and what is just for me. And with you, like you're sharing such intimate parts mm -hmm. of like of life in your 20s like in general so where do you feel like you draw that line where you have like all right this is for you guys and this is for us yeah that's a great question i think it varies person to person i think in in the situation you know uh for example with like with giving birth you know, I feel like some of maybe those struggles that I was going through was helpful and is helpful for another mom to know in, in being able to share that. Now, if I was in the midst of, of that and, and really struggling with that with my for myself, then I probably wouldn't share it just so that way I am being met in that and then and then sharing that when I feel like I can see the other side of it. You know, maybe not necessarily where I've overcome it, but where I see the other side where it's like, hey, 
I've been there or I'm going through that too, but like, this is what's helped me. You know, I, I don't want my mm -hmm. channel to be this like daunting, depressing thing either, even though like we go through real life things, but I, I want there to always be this hope that people can carry and this encouragement. You know, if I'm, the if I'm at the end of the tunnel, yes, yes. If I'm really struggling and, and I'm just sharing that on my page and, and with people that are also struggling and I just leave it at that, like, that's, that's not fun. You know, like that's mm -hmm. like, people want hope. People want something that they can cling on to. And so I think that again, when it comes to things that I share and and again, I'm a newer YouTuber, you know, I'm, I'm newer out there. I think again, it, it's a learning process for me, but mm -hmm. from what I have an understanding of, there are certain things that I keep to myself, you know, and, and, knowing that there is a time and there's a place to share those things. You know, the things that me and John are really struggling with in our marriage right now, should I be sharing that on a YouTube channel? Probably not, but maybe things that John and I struggled with in the beginning of our marriage. Can I share that? Well, yeah, because you know, John and I, we we've got the help that we need or, or the wisdom that we've needed. We've sought people and, and there's an intervention that's happening. And so that's kind of my perspective on some of that. But again, I think that there's some things like, like I had just said earlier, you know, there's still nights where I cry because I just, I just need to let a cry out, you know? And, and that's something that I don't think is because I'm depressed or because, you know, I don't think it's anything that is deeply rooted. I just think that sometimes I need to let a cry out, you know? And so, mm -hmm. um, and again, when I am sharing those things on my channel, I always want there to be some type of outreach, you know, and, and maybe even a challenge of like, who can you reach out to who can help you in this, you know? And even if that's messaging me or having a conversation with me, like I'm always available, but I do think that there is a line that needs to be drawn, but it is hard to know depending on the conversation. You know, if, if John is struggling with certain things in his life, it may not be appropriate appropriate for me to share that with my YouTubers, you know, and, and even with my close friends, you know, like there, there's just some lines that you have to draw and some boundaries within that. But I think that you, and I'm sure Brooke, you know, this, that you kind of learn that the more that you kind of do videos or do podcasts, the more that you're out there on social media, you kind of know what went over well and what didn't. And there's people in our lives that are going to help direct us. You know, I know that if I were to put something out there that was kind of like, Ooh, Mer, that's too much. I would be getting messages about it, you know? And, and that's good. I need that accountability. Yeah. Yes. Um, and actually you helped me realize something about myself just now. Cause, um, when you were talking about like, um, when you found like the wisdom and stuff and insight to like deal with that problem and that you if you felt that you've like found peace in it so a lot of times if I'm like <laughs> vlogging or something I will like put that footage or like the stories I've told away for a while and then when I revisit it, it's so much easier to like assess and mm. like look at with a clear mind because yeah, I've like cried on camera and yeah. stuff. And yeah, it's, it's interesting to have like footage of like when you're going through something, but it's another thing to come back to it later and be like, wow, this is where I was at. And yeah. 
Okay, I cut. I that yeah, was that's the worst so good. job of relating that I could. No, done, I think that's and that's you're such speaking a speaking to me. Yeah, that's such a good point too. You know, it's like, and I think that's why too. I will spend a couple days when I do make a when I make a video. You know, I don't want it just to be this. You know, if I record on Monday, I'm not putting it out there on Monday. I'm giving it a couple days because I also want the input of my husband. You know, when I did John, when I did our story, um, John and I's. I wanted his input. I didn't want to just put this out for the world to see and then for him to see it and then be like, whoa, you shared that, you know? And, or, you know, if I'm breaking mm -hmm. down on the camera, it's like, this is going to be out there. So am I okay with that being out there? And so, yeah, I love that what you said of, you know, going back and looking at that and, and there we have to do that sometimes, you know? Okay. I'm glad that that, uh, conveyed well because i was like i feel like i sound like a fool no no you're not a fool <laughs> okay but i know i've already said this multiple times but i like i really like the authenticity and like just your openness and like the way that you're just you tell your stories in the way that they flow what i was trying to say before was that sometimes people don't open like it's hard to find someone so open about certain mm. topics and I just think that you're you provide like such a refreshing um outlook like maybe it's just your uh your like personality is so like bubbly and stuff but I just really Mer, what I'm trying Aww. to say is I really love your channel it's so good <laughs> you're so sweet um, yeah, and I am so thankful that you're out there making those videos, and I'm sure a lot of other people not only are now, but will be in the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank anyway, you. Now, back from our compliment break. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so um, what is your process like when you make your videos? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so when i during maternity leave i had this like amazing idea that i was gonna post youtube videos then but i didn't realize you know like a lot of people like well before i had adelie i thought maternity leave was like a vacation <laughs> i had i had no idea what it was like uh well not like a vacation but you know where it's like time off like i get to be home but it's like she constantly Take a lot of naps. Yes. <laughs> she constantly needed me and was up every, you know, every so often and I'm constantly holding her. And so, um, I, you know, it didn't look that way. So when I, but during that time, and the reason why I'm mentioning this is because during that time, I then just jotted down ideas. What are some YouTube ideas, videos that I have? And, you know, just so that I can kind of start planning and start implementing steps. So then that way it wasn't just, uh, okay, I want to do this, but I don't have the tools, you know, or I don't really know, you know, I wanted to kind of cast vision. What, what do I want my YouTube channel to be about? Mm -hmm. And again, what I had mentioned earlier, I really just want it to be talks about anything, you know, talks from community to relationships, to friendships, to marriage, to motherhood, to faith, you know, just wanting it to be this open conversation where I'm uh, being authentic and, and being real. And I'm glad that that's being communicated that way, you know, because that's, that's what I desire. And so, um, I think that, so 
with that all being said, my process now when I when I do a YouTube video, I try to aim for like a Monday or maybe a Friday to to film and it really it only takes me a half an hour to an hour to to do it. Adelie's typically napping. I think one of my videos I had gotten her up because that girl was in her room crying. She was ready to get up from that nap and I had already started filming and I was like, you know what? What better way to be authentic than to just like have Adelie in this video with me? And so that's what I did. I, I had her be in me, be with me, not in me, be with me for half of that channel, for half of that video. And so, yeah, I, again, there's not really many nuts and bolts to how I, I, to what it looks like. I just, I have this tripod thing that my phone is on. Um, and I just kind of let the conversation flow. Like I said, I have some ideas that I've had written down and, you know, I kind of see like, what, what do I feel passionate about to share? And, and I want to kind of mix it up. You know, I, I think the first two videos I did were, was about motherhood or, or pregnancy. So then I shared John and I's story. And so again, just wanting to kind of give diverse, um, content. So that way the audience, you know, YouTubers, people, you know, whatever, that when they listen, they're engaged and, and they're getting all sorts of sides of me. Yes, motherhood is a big part of my life right now, but I'm also a wife. I'm also a friend. You know, I, I'm also a, a person of faith, you know, and so all of these things play a factor into who I am and, and wanting to display that. Yeah. And like you said before, that you only have a few videos. I'm excited to see all of those topics unfold on your channel yeah. in the future. Me too. <laughs> so far, we only have like so much, so many talks with Mara, yep. but like there are talks yep. with Mara to come. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh huh. Which yes, I I love that your channel is like budding because I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> Brand new baby channel, ready to shine. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a. Just a couple more questions for you. I ask this to everybody that I have on the show. It's like a for fun question. What is the wildest thing that you've ever done for YouTube? Okay, well, as we know, I'm a newer YouTuber, so I don't have a ton of content out there, but as of right now, the wildest thing that I've done is let Adelie just like cry. So like either in her crib or if she's on the floor, because it's like girlfriend, like I've got two minutes, like I've, all I have to do is close this video out. Like you can chill, you can wait. So I've like turned the monitor all the way off, like shut the door. Cause I'm like, mama's gotta, mama's gotta finish this. Like, just wait, honey. <laughs> yeah, like you can wait, which to me sounds horrible, but it's also like, whatever. You know, she's fine. She's fine. She's healthy to this day. But yeah, mm -hmm. that's probably the wildest thing I've done so far. I'd be curious <laughs> what my answer would be in a year from now, though. Like, you know, that's a good question. Oh, we'll have. We'll be having you back on for a follow-up. <laughs> yes, interview. yes. You already know. I love that. I can't wait for it. And you're going to be bouncing Adelie on one knee and then your other baby on the yes. other knee. Yes. <laughs> I'll be juggling all sorts of all sorts of babies. So funny. My mouth hurts again. <laughs> all right. So um, I have two more questions for you. 
My first one is, do you have any advice for newlyweds or first-time moms? My advice for newlyweds, it's crazy because I I am married, but it feels like so long ago that John and I got married. So I'm even trying to think. Honestly, it's, it's something that I feel like is said all throughout like all throughout dating and, and marriage. And honestly, not only, not only is this applied to, um, newlyweds, but honestly, as parents, communication, communication is so huge. If you do not communicate and, and over communicate, like you're, it, it's, it won't be good for your marriage. It, it won't be good for your family. You know, I, I think that, a lot of families what they miss out on when it comes to having kids and why you see a lot of separation with parents when when a kid is put into the picture is because they're they're not communicating something they're not communicating what they need from their spouse they're not communicating how they need to be met how they how they need to be loved you know and and sometimes those conversations are hard you know does john want to necessarily hear what i'm really struggling with and and how i need him to step up not all the time, you know, as he's going through his own issues, but when we communicate and we talk through those things, it makes for such a better experience, you know, and, and then I know why he's responding the way he's responding or he knows why I, you know, why I'm having an attitude when I respond back to the questions he has, you know, when we communicate, mm -hmm. we're on the same page. And so John and I, the, the one thing that has blessed our marriage, um, throughout is the marriage journal by the Roloffs. And so mm. it's essentially a check-in, you know, and even if you're dating, um, somebody and you guys are, you know, becoming more serious, um, doing some type of check-in helps 100%. And so being able to, um, it, it, what the marriage journal is, it, it has a little devotional in it where you go through it and then you can go through, um, then it goes through your calendar for the week. So what that looks like, you know, it's only a week because we know some spouses, they can't look past the week. So it's like, you just conquer one week at a time. Um, but then you, there's different questions. So one is what's a high for the week? What's a low for the week? What's one thing that I can, that I can do for you this week? How can I be praying for you? Is there anything that I need to confess any struggles, you know, any hurt that I have? And so it allows us open conversation. Now oh. I will say John and I have had our fair share of conflict in the midst of some of these conversations. Cause it's like, <laughs> I know what you can do for me. Yeah, you can clean the house. You can get off your butt. You know, it's like you sometimes you use those things to like attack your partner, and that's not what you should do. <laughs> you, you you know what I'm talking about? But, yeah, I um, sure do. <laughs> you know, or it's like, how did my spouse hurt me, or how did your significant other hurt me? It's like, well, I didn't like how you know. It's like you can, but again when you start those conversations you have to approach it gently yes yes and, and so, like not be heated in the moment yes yes and that's where that comes you know it's not like john and i randomly will say okay we need to talk through stuff tonight so we're doing the marriage journal it's a designated day a week you know we talk in advance about when we want that to happen so mm -hmm. that would be like my number one advice communication 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 find a way to check in with each other whether that's you're doing that every night before bed you're having a little conversation or it's a big conversation once a week something something where you're communicating um and when you become parents it 
it is harder. Your time is, um, you know, it goes by a lot faster, but there's times, there's pockets that you can find to communicate. You've got to be creative with how that looks like. Um, and so, you know, wanting to be able to, to make room for that communication. And then, you know, again, you are your own person. Yes, you, when you get married, you have another person that you have to consider. I know that for me was the hardest thing from going to making my own decisions to now having to consider my partner. And then, mm, and then, too. right, right. And then <laughs> when you have kids, it's like, oh, now I have to consider my kids and then my partner and then myself, you know, but in the midst of all of that, yes, I'm a wife. Yes, I'm a mom, but I am still Mer. I am still, you know, a, a daughter. I'm still this, you know, individual outside of these, these people. And so I function with them, but I also, you know, need to find space for myself. And so John and I, we, we always allow each other to have time for each other. You know, John has his own little space in the basement area where, you know, if I know that we've both been hands on the last few nights, last few days, or I know that he's kind of stressed, I will say, babe, you go down to the basement, you spend some time, like that's fine. And John knows to do the same thing for me. Hey, do you want me to step in, feed her dinner and kind of get her situated so that way you can have some time or you can go hang out with your friends or, you know, you, you need to be able to have those times where, yes, you function together, but you can also function apart from each other. And I think that is a very healthy thing. You know, John is my best friend and I want to do everything with John, but that doesn't mean that I then neglect all my other friendships or I neglect this other part of my life. You know, friendships, you need people, you know, I think especially women, but men too, like I think men can neglect that sometimes and can function by themselves, mm -hmm. but I need to give my husband a nudge sometimes and say, Hey, you need to go get together with, you know, your friends. You need to, you need to yeah. plan a time to get together because there's so much that can happen when you communicate with other people and the things that I'm struggling with, John can't necessarily, you know, John is going to love me as my husband, but he can't, you know, do I want him to speak into those can't things? Really. Probably not. Yes. Yeah. So I think that, that those are two of the biggest things that I could, I could say in terms of, um, advice when it comes to newlyweds and becoming a parent. Mm -hmm. And honestly, um, like you said before, having to like give him that nudge or maybe get the nudge yourself about yeah. like, Hey, maybe you should spend some time with your friends. Like it is a little bit too easy to sometimes forget how long it's been since you've like, yeah. made time to go out with your friends or like something like that. So that's good that you you guys are like noticing that about each other and being like, hey, do you need your alone time? Or yeah. <laughs> yep. And then you function, that. you function a lot better that way too. You know, it's like, I know so if I true. give John a few hours, then I am going to have the best version of him that next day or two, you know, like if I mm -hmm. give him some time and same with him, if I get my cup filled, then, you know, we just love each other in a lot better way because we're being filled in other ways. So. Yes. That is just so it's, it just rings so true. You're so right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So do you have any other final thoughts for our audience? Yeah. I mean, I, 
I would just say that life is not easy. Life throws a lot of things at us, but we need to be grounded and we need to need to be rooted in something. And again, for me, you know, a big thing is my faith and, and, and what that looks like in my life. And so I know that without that, a lot of things would be really difficult for me. You know, there were a lot of nights where I felt alone with Adelie, you know, up up at two, three in the morning while my husband's in the room snoring and, and feeling like I'm all alone, but knowing that, okay, like I am, I'm actually not alone in this, you know? And I think, you know, not only my faith, but that community that I have, I communicated with two close friends right before I had Adelie, the expectations I had for our friendship. And if they, if that would be something that they'd be willing to, to me. And so what I mean by that is not that I was like, you guys have to do this. And if you don't do this, we're no longer friends. But I said, Hey, like, this is what I need. I need people who are going to, I'm wondering if you'd be willing to check in on me every day just to see how I'm doing different times of the day, every day. If that's something that you can't do, then please let me know because I will ask somebody else to do that. But I need that for myself, at least in the beginning, as I navigate and figure out this whole new life that I'm going through. And and so being able to have friends that I could do that and be real with, they did that. Um, did they do that perfectly? No, we're human. So I expected that. But, you know, it, it helped a lot to know that I had a community there who was walking alongside me. And, and that came and checked in on me. You know, I know that... Um, I was able to say like, Hey, like I'm really struggling and they would respond, you know, they, they would come and they would meet me where I'm at. And, and it's hard because those friends, you know, at the time they didn't have kids, they, they weren't pregnant or anything. So it was hard because it, I, you know, they could only relate to so much. So I also would advise to find uh, one, if your friends aren't having kids um, and, and you're in that season to find one good good friend or one good person or a connection that you can make with somebody who is going through that as well too because that helps a lot when you're walking through that with somebody who can understand and relate to that struggle and and who doesn't just say like oh that sucks or oh that's tough i'll be praying for you but that's like hey like I can come over and I can, I can make you dinner. Cause I know what it's like. And, and I, and I know that that would be helpful for you. I had friends like mm -hmm. that. And I was like, wow, like that is actually super helpful. You know, whereas maybe some of my other friends wouldn't know because they hadn't been through that themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. And now me as a mom, I can do that for my friends as they have kids. And, and I'm super excited mm -hmm. about that as well. Yeah. Like you said, I was just thinking that maybe you didn't know either, but now that someone's done that for you and you got to experience how amazing it was, now yeah. you're like, all right, yep, <laughs> let's pass yep. it along. I know I'm in full-fledged <laughs> mode. I'm like, let's do it. I got you. Mm -hmm. I'll be over there. I'll make you dinner. I'll clean your house. <laughs> Call mm -hmm. me up. You're so. too funny. <laughs> you are too funny. Um, and thank you for that. Well, all of that really good advice. Holy moly, when I editing <laughs> that... I swear, I'm going to be like re-listening to this so many times. It's going to be ingrained in my brain. <laughs> okay, so I really appreciate you coming today. Um, if anybody wants to contact you for like any business related things for YouTube, how will people yeah. contact you? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, DM me that way. Um, I think it's Mur or Miranda Rose Winter. Otherwise, um, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> 
I'm kind of new to all of this, it's Brooke. So what do I do? Do I give an email? Do you know? Um, so I, I think I think the best way would probably be just to to communicate with me through social media and, and messaging me in that way, and then we can kind of exchange um, contact that way. I think that would be best. And I want to say too. Um, I don't, I think you're kind of closing it. So I want to be able to have time to say this, but I really appreciate oh, you, Brooke, um, taking the time to interview me and taking the time to do this. You are awesome. You're a rock star. Y'all, if you haven't listened to her other podcast, make sure you do this. And no, Brooke did not pay me to put this plug in. I'm going on a whim to do it. But Brooke is awesome in the way that you just relate to people and you talk with people. Um, you're, you're cool. So I really appreciate you. And I'm thankful for this opportunity that you've given me as I'm a new YouTuber and you're, you're allowing me this space. So I appreciate you. You're so sweet. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, I, I love it. I love that you're getting into YouTube. Like, trust me, I am so here for it. So <laughs> I appreciate all of that, uh, and your time and, um, dang, well, thanks Mur. Thanks for being on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. We don't get that many days together, and I'd like to spend it just just the two of them. The other thing you said is we don't get invited to that many functions. It's true. We can make it if we try, just the two of us. All right, we're recording. Shall we? We shall. So that was Murr. Now I'm joined by my co-host, the talented Logan Riley. Hey, it's good to be back. Welcome everybody to the part of the show where we expose how very little Logan knows about child raising. And- <laughs> I was going to say childbearing, but that's a little too close. You know, it's it's a very broad topic that Logan knows, that I know. I'm, just, I'm going to stop referring to myself in the third person now. This is the part of the show where we talk about how little I actually know about anything. And as the person married to him, it's so nice to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The good news is, is we have no children. Yeah. So there is still time. Yeah. And the other comforting thing to know is that I know for a fact that even the best parents basically know nothing. And they're just figuring it out. Speaking of parents knowing nothing... So, as we know, my sister is pregnant. Bridge, shout out for the third time on the episode. Um, She was telling me how her husband, Connor, had bought a book. It's called Dude to Dad. And we were both talking. (laughs) Dude to Dad. We were both like, oh, that's so cute. Just trying to learn a little bit. Trying to prepare. Um, Yeah, but she is getting ready to have her child. By the time this comes out, it'll be... Hmm, I don't even know. So probably like five or six weeks out. Dang. Getting close. Well, actually, no, even more, a little bit more than that. But yeah, shout out, new parent alert. (laughs) (laughs) This day's 
on this week's episode of New Parent Spotlight. <laughs> also, your friend Brandy just had her baby pretty yeah. recently. Yeah, that was cool. She had her second. What is it girl. about story time behind the channel that, I mean, how many episodes are we in now? Like a dozen? Would you say we're 12 episodes 13 or 14. In? And we've had two pregnancy announcements on the podcast already. Yeah, pretty cool. Super fertile guests so far. <laughs> <laughs> also, just a bunch of people in the primes of their lives that are, you know, out here growing up. Making changes in life. Yeah, growth. So you heard Mer's episode. You want to talk a little bit about it? Yeah. Let's talk about it. The The part of the podcast that made me laugh the hardest <laughs> was when Murr guessed that the largest baby ever born was 10 pounds, 4 ounces. Because... Right. I'm pretty sure Zachary was born that way. Right. Like, we're... <laughs> like, I'm from the Midwest. Like, there are multiple 10-pound babies born every day. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, like... The, Jackson was easily 10 pounds. You think so? Yeah. Mom, if you're listening, feel free to send me a text and tell me I'm wrong. But Jackson was a 10-pound baby. I was, like, pretty close. But Jackson was a big bastard. Yeah. Well, he's not a bastard. My parents, you know. Jackson is a very literally. large person, so I'm not surprised. But she did wonder if that baby was born as a C-section. And, yeah, it was a C-section. <laughs> I didn't really, I don't really remember because I looked this up a while ago. It, I think that it was a 24-hour labor before they decided, like, let's just cut you open. Let's get this baby out that way. And it was two feet long, 60 centimeters, two-foot baby, two feet. And just for reference, if you don't know, the average newborn is... Um, between seven pounds two ounces and seven pounds six ounces so this one was born what was it again 22 pounces 22 pounds pounds something. 10 ounces 22 like pounces so yeah <laughs> um this baby came out of the womb wearing a football jersey number 74 because that baby is going to be an enormous human being and that baby well it's probably already it a full-grown adult, but that baby was born with macronesia, which is something that, like, pretty much if any baby is born over 8 pounds, 13 ounces, it is considered a micro mac a macronesia baby. Macro... Macronesia, wait! Macrosome, macrosomic. Sorry, Mom, if you're listening. <laughs> She's gonna be like... Brooke's mom's a nurse. Yeah. And works, well, she's actually a retired nurse, but she worked yeah. with um, newborns, like, for a majority of her nursing career. So, sorry, Mom. She, I'm sure she knows this information. Um, I also have another fact from the game that I played with Mer. And it, we were wondering why babies cry the most at six to eight weeks. And it's because that's when their first, like, big major growth spurt happens which causes discomfort and causes them to be a little bit more irritable. So they're going to do a little bit more crying. But by 10 weeks, they should be like fully grown of their first um, growth spurt. So don't worry, parents. If you're in that stage, there's hope. Light at the end of the tunnel. We'll see it. 
<laughs> That's interesting. My guess was that they were just like discovering what their voice sounded like. Yeah. And discovering that that sound was them. Because I know there's the whole like discovery tree of how a baby just like understands that this is my hand, you know, and like this is my foot. And <laughs> how's the pit check? Okay. Honestly, I forgot to put on deodorant and it's not great. I gotta do that. <laughs> it's 11 a.m. and I've been up all day, like so early. So my pits have been out and about for like six or seven hours. Just out on the town. Yeah. But anyway, I'm holding my arms close to my body right now. <laughs> I have one more thing from the game, actually. Murr was doubting me on my fact about sleep. So, I mean, there were a lot of sources, and I always have this problem where a lot of sources say a lot of different things. But the sleepfoundation.org literally says that on average, um, it, within the first year, this is going to be real upsetting. It's a, a little upsetting for me. Fathers average 13 minutes less of sleep per night in the first year of having their baby. Mothers... And this is sleepfoundation.org. I know, it's a little sus. But mothers average between one to two hours less of sleep per night in the first year. Oh, that's not really as much as I thought. It's not as much as I thought. But still, I mean, 13 minutes? Come on, dads. <laughs> oh, but I guess Maybe we just fall asleep quicker. Yeah, but anyway. Um, we just get up. We're super efficient. Who's we? I'm including You're not myself a dad. in my dads. Have you, you seen the way I dress? How could you say that? Anyway. Have you heard you the jokes that I make? This guy's got a secret child out there somewhere. <laughs> apparently. I got two dogs. Let's not get into that. Anyway, you got anything else about Murr? <laughs> no, I want to continue my point here. Is that, you know, I think the dads of the world are out there just being extremely efficient. You know? They get up. All right. They get up, they go to the crib, Mr. Dad. they realize within one minute that there's nothing that they can do. They go in, they wake up their wife, they go back to bed. No, Mr. Dad. First of all, do our dogs sleep in a crib? Listen, now I'm referring to dads as other people. Do they, I, I, do they did, sleep I, in a crib? I rolled the tape back. I unincluded myself in, right. in the category of dads in that when I was just making my point. No, you wanted to run it back because you're a dog parent. So what percentage of the work do you think you do? 30%. A little high, but I'm going to give you 30. <laughs> I'm going to take 30%. All right. Uh, because, listen, I don't think... I think you're underestimating a little because you don't Maybe you're because you don't see how much effort it takes to have a dog at work with you all day long. Like it takes an extra level of thinking. And I take those dogs to work with me every day and I have to consider that like I like I have to make plans for how to get around like leaving the car. Don't make me fight or, you. 
You don't take Listen, them every day, first of all. But more let, than half the day. Can we move on? Because you're so wrong, and I just don't want to fight on the pod. Again. <laughs> okay. Again. <laughs> Do you have anything else about Mer? Two thousand diapers a year is baffling. She said she goes through eight to ten diapers a day. You said two thousand diapers a year between two thousand and twenty two hundred. That's like between five and seven. You know, but I don't doubt for a second that Mer goes through 8 to 10. And that's, I mean, that's th- more than, like, you're talking between three and 4,000 diapers a year for that Mer's going through. That is not so. There are a lot of babies in the world. That is a shit ton of, oh, no pun intended. It's a shit ton of diapers. I I stopped myself halfway through it because I heard it coming out of my mouth. Um, Oh, reusable diapers sound... Oh, what a horrible process that must be. I just have a lot of respect for Mer and the stuff that she puts online because, like, a lot of her content, well, all of it is so informational. So informational. And yeah, it's just like, if I were in that position, like maybe just had a kid or expecting one, then having someone like that to watch on YouTube would be probably really comforting because she's just real about it. And she talks about some really real topics. So mad respect because sometimes you got to be that voice for people. Real recognize real. Yep. All right, so... You guys have that in common, huh? Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so um, that's all I have. What about you? That's all I got. Okay, so Logan just got a botch cut, so we're about to go fix up his haircut together. <laughs> I waited a year to get a haircut. I didn't get a haircut for a year. I was growing it out, and I finally... And then I made an impulse decision to get a haircut walked into a barbershop that i've been to before and got a super average haircut last time but still went back to the same person and i got a below average haircut this time yeah i was trying to be nice about it because he was like really enjoying his haircut when he got home and i just like it took me like three days to be like so how do you like the haircut and mention that it's pretty uneven I'm not trying to throw any shade except for onto your barber. <laughs> but Logan has luscious hair. We don't need that. Right. We need to have a good cut to show off how nice his hair is. Absolutely. And how beautiful his curls are. Right. And I'm still over here getting away with a botched haircut. It's been like a week at least. <laughs> but, no, you know, I don't. it's not like super obvious because my hair is all over the place all the time. So. But he said that he's... Like, wait, tell about the shadow at work. Oh, I was walking in the sun on a sunny day and the sun was behind me and I looked down and this is like the day that Brooke told me, but it was like hours before she told me that it was uneven and I I was wearing a hat for the first time since I got my haircut and you know, it's got some flip in the back and I looked down at my shadow and it's like clearly got flip on one side and not on the other and I'm like, Damn it. I'm like, One I'm... side is like an inch longer. Easily. Easily. I mean, it's like an inch longer 
after the curl you know so like when you like pull it out straight it's considerably longer and like the back third on the left side my port side is dragging big time oh my gosh all right so we're gonna go fix that up and then yeah we got a some plans today on this fine Sunday afternoon. Yep, I'm trying to talk Brooke out of going to this party so we can go play golf because it's so beautiful outside. So pray for me. Look, I really hope the person whose party it is is not listening right now. But no, I don't even want to get into this. <laughs> Listen, let me give let me let me pitch it to you. To me? Yes. With the pod. I want to pitch golf to you this afternoon. Do we have to do this on the pod? Yes. We're right here. I want to do it right here, right, right. now. Make a decision once and for all. So. I'm sorry, person whose birthday party it is. We didn't have to mention it was a birthday. <laughs> Cut that part out. So we got invited to this function tonight. And we don't get invited to that many functions. You know, we're... We're busy bees. We've got a couple of close friends, but nothing, you know, we, but like half of them have kids at least. So like we, we don't get invited to the, to the functions, but anyways, we got invited to this one. We decided <laughs> earlier in the week and it's like a friend, you know, a good acquaintance. I don't want to downplay your friendship Ooh, with this we've person. We've gone to her party before. We went to her before. Halloween party, which was on a Monday. And this now one's on really a Sunday. I'm really singling out who it is. <laughs> all, right. all right. Cut all the specifics Whoever out. Whoever had we a Monday night Halloween party <laughs> and is now having a Sunday night birthday. <laughs> this one's for you. Yeah, but not naming names. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I love a good party just as much as anyone else does. Especially... Because we don't, you know, get invited to that many of them. So I'd like to go. But then I'm sitting here in the studio and the sun is just beaming in through the shades. Through the closed blinds. Through the closed blinds. But I can see it. I can almost smell it. It's so pretty outside. And the wind is going to die down and it's going to be cool, like kind of warm, but not super warm. And we haven't had a day off together where we had the opportunity to go out and do something outside like this in... Since Wednesday. <laughs> well, we didn't really have the opportunity. I'm joshing. I'm joshing. And I want to take advantage. I want to spend time with you. I don't want to go to this party and talk to a bunch of people I don't care about. I want to hang out with okay. you. All right. Let's hop off the pod and talk about this. <laughs> I want to take you out. All right. Buy you a craft beer. Thank you, Murr. Hold your hand on. as we walk down the fairway. <laughs> Play some music that you probably hate. And then on the third no, hole, I'm let you take the over the aux. DJ. All right, I'll carry the speaker, and you can Logan, DJ the tunes. Can we wrap it up? And we can just hold hands and look in longingly into each other's eyes, and you can watch me hit the purest golf shots that you've seen since the last time you played with your dad. <laughs> just, <laughs> Jesus, Logan, can we wrap it up? Please. I want a commitment right here on the pod. <laughs> Logan. Brooke. The love of my life. Will you play golf with me today? For the audience, Logan's on his knee. Which he didn't even do to ask me to marry him, so... (laughs)
I get, I mean, <laughs> well, we're all getting called out on the pod. <laughs> I won't try to coach you Logan. one tiny all bit, right. not well, one piece of advice. I will just smile and give you lots of gimmies. Are there any golf courses on John's? No. All right. Thank you, Murr, for coming. <laughs> and we really appreciate it. I'm going to take the eye roll as a yes. <laughs> I did not roll my eyes. That was a huge eye roll side combo. The listeners will be able to hear the eye roll. <laughs> Clear as day. Just wait till you go to edit. You're going to hear your own eye roll. Oh, my gosh. All right. Um, we had a great time listening to you, Murr, talk about... <laughs> early motherhood and your like early stages of your relationship and your marriage it was all very it was good I like it and the way that I was I was writing the description shout out to myself and I described it as life in your 20s and I think that that's exactly what you're showing is just like a real person in her 20s just doing it so I appreciate you coming on and being so open about everything. Logan, thanks for joining. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you, Murph, for teaching me some things. I am just a little bit more prepared to be a father than I was. We're not pregnant. Three days ago. <laughs> that's, it's not the third pregnancy announcement. No. But yeah, thanks, Murph. That's my like episode 98, maybe. <laughs> we'll see well we might be the third maybe episode 100 but depends on if another one comes along <laughs> we'll have we'll be like the 10th by episode 100 <laughs> keep them coming in everybody yeah <laughs> keep them rolling okay let's go discuss this situation of the party and the golf we'll keep you guys updated okay <laughs> bye, bye.